We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. All right. Welcome back to the show. We move our attention to the University of Miami women's basketball. And joining us now is Hurricanes head coach Katie Meyer. Is it true that on Thursday night against Syracuse, when your team comes out onto the floor, the scoreboard is going to say halftime, Syracuse up by 10? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, well, I don't know what's going on, but we sure have good second halves. (laughs) Well, congratulations on that great week. Um, Let's start with Clemson. Uh, Down 18, 17, or 18 points. Uh, Going at halftime. And boom, second, third quarter starts to hit a couple of big threes. What what turned the game around? Well, I, it's been it's been incredible because um, Jada Patrick, I think, um, you know, in both games, I'm not quite sure, but I think she has been not made a shot in the first half and reset hits hits the reset button at halftime, and 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 then she's a captain. You know, she's a transfer, a fifth year grad student that was voted captain by her teammates. So. Um, there's something special in her leadership ability and, and how much faith they have in her. But, you know, not the greatest first half for Jada. Uh, Ofer from the threes for sure. And then comes out, listens to the adjustments and, and changes her game. And so that's a real maturity, you know. And, and I think that that sort of sparked us against Clemson. And the same thing happened at Georgia Tech. And you kind of, um, you know, you weathered the storm. You had that tough part of the schedule, uh, stabilized the ship. Your numbers look really good. Um, six and six in conference playing out with a very nice net rating as well. Yeah, the conference is, we're, we're you know, I think we're a 10-bit league, and I, I am not exaggerating it. There's 10 teams, and um, nine teams are in the top, I think, 40 in the net right now. So um, it's never been like this. I mean, we were a very, very good team last year. Our net wasn't as high as it is right now. It, it just wasn't. So the league is, Everyone did really well in the non-conference, and so when you get into the league, there's only like one team that's maybe two that are below 100 in the net, and um, every other game, you know, it's usually an opportunity. You know, it's um, there aren't any games like, oh gosh, we can't lose that one. That would really hurt us. Um, so we've we've really figured it out, and um, the ACC is looking great. So, but that's a heck of a week for us. I mean, a heck of a week. It's gritty and. And um, games that, you know, are winnable and you win them. And, 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 and you know, in the first – I break the conference schedule up. We, we play 18 games, so I break them into three groups of six. And that first group of six, when the schedule came out, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that is really, really, really hard. And we went two and four. But, like, to, you know, in that stretch, you know, we're, we're beating, like, NC State. So, like, okay, you know, if those if those are the two we're going to win, NC State and Duke, we're okay. So that's kind of what, what we've been building off of. And, and now we get, you know, we only have um, six games remaining, but four of them are at home. So I think we, we did weather the storm. Being 500 right now is fantastic. It's a and, heck of an effort. And, and Clemson brought a storm. That Amari Robinson and Day Harris, those two are really good players. 
Yeah, I mean, every night. And Tony Morgan last night, you know, dropped 25 or 26 on us, and she's a great player. So the league's full of them. Um, one of the best players you'll ever see, and you need to come. On th- like, one of the best players you'll ever see in women's basketball who is being overshadowed by the other amazing great guards in our league this year. But the Asia Fair is special for Syracuse. And, um, you know, if everyone's talking about Hannah Hidalgo, but the Asia Fair is, is really, really, really good. And um, we, we have a tough, a tough assignment for us uh, Thursday as well. Yeah, well, they're coming off two, two straight one-possession wins. And, um, you know, that, that, as you mentioned, the, these games are nip and tuck and uh, teams the most poised that execute down the stretch are winning these games. Yeah, and we've been, you know, I go back to, like, the game at Carolina, you know, and I thought, oh, God, like, Carolina was playing so great. We're at Carolina. Um, don't have an answer. They're hitting every shot. They shoot like 65, 70% in the first quarter, um, just blistering. And, and we recover. And, you know, we didn't – we had a chance. Like, we, if we were ever going to win a game that we only won at the buzzer, we never had a lead in that game. But we actually had a chance in that game. That's a different feeling than some of these other games that we've been in, which are like one possession, now it's tied, or you're up four, or it's three. And, you know, the overtimes and all that stuff. Um, Florida State was back and forth, back and forth. And, um, you know, that's more what it's going to feel like. Um, and when you can grab them and win them, you, you need to go win them. And I think, you know, our team down the stretch the last two games have – we've just hit big shots. Like Jazz Roberts was not having the greatest game of her career at in Atlanta, but we stayed with her, we stayed with her, and then she ends up hitting two really composed huge jumpers for us that sort of sort of seal the win, you know. So it's just um, – you know, your players know the moments now and, and, and whether or not you come through is, you know, there's a lot about confidence and confidence is a big deal right now in February. Uh, Day Wilson, nine straight games and double figures, consecutive 17 point games. That's being consistent and confident. Well, in her second half, have just been electric. And so she's, she kind of, you know, she stays quiet. She tries to get the team involved. You know, she leads us in assists as well. So, um, she's she's certainly not just a selfish player that's trying to score. She's trying to win, and and then, but in big moments, um, teams are doing a lot of different things to her off of ball screens. Uh, she understands the system now. She understands where her rescues are, where the relief is, where the pressure relief is in our in our spacing and stuff. And um, really, really made some great plays. But I think Jalea Williams has just been magical in the fourth quarters for us. Um, mm-hmm. such a great competitor and we move shy off the ball sometimes and put Julia at the point in big moments. And um, she's just been, she has been making the right basketball decision game after game after game. Yeah. The Clemson game, she made some great plays in the second half. Great uh, plays with the handling the ball, great decisions and always seems yeah. to get a door seal. Yeah. And, and yesterday <laughs> we were playing at one certain defense, which required her to face guard. Uh, the girl who had 20 already and um, <clears throat> her instincts took over. So it's full court and she's supposed to be face guarding, but she turns and stunts on the ball and I scream, Julia, cause I'm mad cause she blew the assignment. But of course, you know what? She gets to steal, <laughs> gets us the ball back. She comes running over to the bench and just says, I know you told me to do that, but and I was like, you know what, babe, the way you're playing, trust your instincts. You're good. You're good. You, you did the right thing. So it was funny cause that's, she's just really dialed in right now. Well, your defense has been very good all year. Uh, testament to it yesterday, three-point shooting. You held Georgia Tech to 18%, five for 27. 
Yeah, you know, some of it's changing the rhythm. Some of it's, you know, who you're letting shoot. Um, and and I think Georgia Tech, on a, on a good night, you know, they had some really clean looks at it. But once you get in their head a little bit because you change the rhythm, you know, it, it, I'm telling you, it's confidence is a really big deal in February because when your legs go and you're a little fatigued and, you know, practices aren't as – Practices are just kind of in the way right now. You know, like you, you, the team that's focused in practice is the team that's going to win because practices are just something you kind of have to do. Where in November and December, it's like we get to learn. And then in February, they're just trying to say, like, save my legs. I want to be fresh for the game. You know, so you're doing all this, like, calculus, trying to figure out the right formula um, to get your team fresh and ready. Um, and and to get in someone's head, you know, mid-game, on the road, um, it's a big deal. And so, you know, a couple missed shots there because you scouted them well. Um, and then there's shots that they normally hit. Maybe they don't hit. And I think that's what our defense does to people. I am uh, – uh, I'm, I'm going to tiptoe around this just a little bit. You can also. I, I thought this was funny. I think I thought it was funny. Uh, actually pretty amazing. Jeff Walls, he had some – strong comments about the officiating on, on social media in his game. And then the North Carolina coach piled on and agreed with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, this is something that I, I, I don't think I'm commenting on officiating, but I will just say this in our game yesterday at Georgia tech, um, we were up and they, they had to foul us and um, the foul that they they did to grab Cheyenne Day Wilson by her arm and everything was a foul that I saw. Yeah. Okay. They fouled. Like I just moved on. Like, of course we're going to shoot. For, there was not one second in my mind where I was expecting the referee to call it an intentional foul. Right. That's you, you, you know, the other team's fouling. They've got a foul. They're going to mm-hmm. grab your arm. They're going to grab your back. You know? So that's all I'll say. It happened in my game and I didn't even blink. I didn't even consider thinking maybe I'll get, the ball and two free throws and the ball back. I just didn't. So, you know, that's, that's my comment on it. And that's not a criticism. That's just, I'm telling you about my game. Yeah. I think he uh, did, did say one thing that a lot of people in every sport would, would almost agree on today would be they should be held. Isn't there another way to hold officiating accountable, whether it's NFL, NBA, college football, it's a bit frustrating at times. So. Well, I think for, 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 for me, just for me personally, for someone who's been just in women's basketball for how many years now, you know, and, and seeing this huge arc of growth and seeing this incredible exposure and how hard it's been and, and also live through the, the uh, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't get 64 teams, in, but let alone 68, you don't deserve 64 teams in the tournament. Uh, Katie Meyer, yeah, I know you're on this committee and you're trying to push and the men at 64 and you hit 32. Like that is an era that uh, we have pushed through, right? And right now, arguably, the stars in college basketball, a lot of them are the women, you know, like the name yeah. recognition. So arguably, we have really pushed through. And so to, to, to have anything that would hurt the growth of our game, like uh, going up and blocking a shot, and having it be like a huge moment, like women are doing that too now. And I don't like if a ref calls a whistle because they just are shocked at the athleticism, right? So, like, those are the things, like, after c- committing so much of your time and energy and being on committees and going to conventions and speaking up at officiating clinics and doing all these things to try to grow the game, um, to, to have it, you know, go a little bit, you know, to have one area that, you know, 
doesn't want the scrutiny. And every area deserves scrutiny because that's what we've done for 30 years. We've analyzed it. We've analyzed attendance. It's been blamed on the product of the game. Turns out if you market the product, people come. You know, if you do it the right way. So, like, all the arguments, we just keep, you know, we keep erasing those arguments. Oh, that's not actually true. We've overcome that. We've overcome this. We've overcome that. So if everything can just be, you know, understanding that we do want the microscope, we do want to see where we're weak, and we do want to overcome it because we've been doing that and look at us now. And so every area of our game deserves that, you know, have to – be held accountable because that's how we've grown well to also and i think this went i don't know if this got enough attention or not i think it was last saturday maybe it was two saturdays ago it was it was caitlin clark on national tv but it wasn't just national tv it was saturday night prime time on fox i thought that was a big big deal for the women's game a saturday night prime time on fox over the air fox Right. No, and I mean the, the the Iowa played at Nebraska yesterday, and um, yep. you know the sold out, and I mean three hours before the game, line forming outside, and uh, you know that, that's just it is it is. I mean, and I'm telling you, like this is a really great era in women's basketball, and the stars are being marketed, and they've kind of stayed at the schools for a while, so you kind of know them, and there's a there's a whole there's the whole thing where you can really buy in and be on a journey as a fan. You can be in a journey with somebody um, that for four years or five years. And so um, we need to celebrate it. It's it's just a great time for women's basketball. Oh, you got a big week coming up. Uh, Want to get this out there? Thursday, six p.m. at the Wasco Center. Um, crowd the other night with the Clemson game I thought was uh, helpful. And then so, Sunday at four o'clock, here come the Seminoles. It's a blackout game in uh, in Coral Gables. So Syracuse and then the Miami rival, Florida State, here on Sunday. Right. I mean, huge week for us. So, you know, two two awesome teams. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm really glad to not have to play at Syracuse this year. It's it's a really <laughs> tough place. Um, I, I really don't ever need to – yeah, it's just a tough place. You know, shooting in the dome and – I don't like it, and um, I'm glad to have them at home, and it gives us a much better chance of winning. And, and then the Florida State game was just so, you know, our players would say that was a juicy game up in Tallahassee. It was a great game, great plays, great players, um, and so you'll see a little bit more of that. So, you know, Thursday and Sunday, two in a row at home, is a, it's a gift from the – like, thank goodness, because we've, we've gotten a lot of two in a, ways, uh, away, two in a row away, and we need to – we need to really play our best basketball of the year because these are two very special teams. Seminoles are averaging, uh, well, they've scored 80 points 14 times this year. So, um, yeah. be the great <laughs> offense, great defense. Yeah, it's it's, and then their game against Notre Dame yesterday was, I guess, double overtime. And I mean, in regulation, I think it was 79-79 at the in the first. Jeez, uh, I mean, there is really a ton of exciting offensive talent in our league. And we just keep trying to hold people. But when you play, you know, we say, oh, let's hold them 10 under their average, let's hold them 15 under their average. But, you know, if if you can keep these two teams coming in this week, if we can keep them in the 60s, we're asking almost 20 below their average. I mean, this is a really difficult week coming up. But um, I like my team's grit, and, I, and we're confident right now, and we think we're going to make plays when the game's on the line. So that's something really special. I'm shocked you didn't want to go to Syracuse. We were there a couple of weeks ago. It was zero degrees. What could be better? It was zero. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yep. 
Nope. Nope. Not if Peter, they say right? I'm getting soft because I've lived in Miami for 19 years, I'm not going to argue. I do have no desire. That is craziness. No. I, no. I guess, it's. Uh, I, I guess you were on the airplane. Maybe you are. Maybe you had a right to see the end of the Super Bowl last night. Uh, we landed and it was like halftime, so I was able to see. Yeah, I was able to be home okay. for the, the the entertaining portion of it. Yeah, you're a great football. And I came down. I mean, you got to look at that, right? Clutch performance. Both oh, those gosh. quarterbacks, I thought they did a pretty good job with a lot of pressure on them. No, it was a really, really good, you know, and, and I, I just, the new overtime rules and, and the analytics to all that, you know, I was digging in deep on that this morning, trying to figure out, like, you know, what, you know, what other scenario would have played out? Like, why would you make these decisions? And I just, I really am into analytics. I really was deep into it, trying to figure out, you know, what you would do and what the Chiefs should have done and what the Niners should have done and how you – and but that's coaching. I mean, that's why you do what you do. You love those decisions. You love seeing the other side of your decision, seeing, you know, if that was the right choice or not. Um, that's coaching, and you live with it. You make a bold decision, and people are always going to question you. You're always – you know, you're always going to be wrong. You're always going to be right. It's, it, it just – you live with the decisions. But to be in the moment, like, wondering, like, oh, gosh, what would we do in that situation – um, I thought it was really pretty fun, really awesome. Here, here's what I took from that also in, in the analysis, and I'm not shocked by this at all. Um, players didn't know the rules of overtime. But see, I know, but some of it, like then the half the team says they did, and they talked about it all the time. They talked about it in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's so many media outlets right now, Joe. I don't know who's talking to who and where they're getting their information Well, this from, is true. But- it, it is, is a bit so overanalyzed. True. Yeah, it is a bit <laughs> overanalyzed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for example, I think. I, I mean, I, I'm sure the coaches knew. I'm sure that they were, you know, really high level decisions, and and uh, and and just um, and then at, at a certain point, you do. At some point, you look at your players and you'd be like, okay, are you too gassed to play defense right now? Like, are you done? Is your tank empty? Like, there's also that. You know, there's that part. And that's the true essence of getting the truth from your players. That's why I won't. They they sometimes you know want always you know can we put a TV a camera in your locker room at halftime? And I am saying, listen, you have full access to my program. You can come to every practice. You can be on the bus and everything else. But my locker room, I need my players to tell me the truth. And if I ask, you know, hey Joe, can you guard? You know, Deja Fair, like, can I keep you on her, or is she too quick for you? If there's a camera in there. You're going to say, yes, coach, I can guard her. And I'm not going to get the truth. The truth is, Joe, you can't guard her. Yeah, you're going to say, no, she's too quick for you, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're not going to say that if you feel like it's going to get broadcasted nationally. So I do not let that happen. I just won't. I mean, your players need to know that you're going to not burn them for telling you the truth. You you need the truth from your players. So who knows? You know, who knows what that decision was? All right. Well, you're always uh, a lot of fun to talk to. Very insightful. I like talking about other sports as well and uh, all the coaching aspects. Thank you very much. The best of luck this week against Syracuse and Florida State. Thanks, Joe. All right. Take care. All right. That's University of Miami head coach Katie Meyer. Hey, you know what it is? You know what time of the year it is? It's baseball season. Baseball starts this week. Friday night, opening night at Mark Light Field. Hurricanes back in action. J.D. Artiaga era begins. We'll talk with Richo Hernandez when we come back on hour number two of the Hurricane Hotline.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.